With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome to the That's Good Sports podcast, now with even more soothing sounds. I'm your host, Brandon Perna here with the legendary LaCroix smashing Will Keys. This is, of course, an emergency episode. Uh, not because Antonio Brown's probably on the verge of getting suspended. It's an emergency because we just forgot to do a podcast this week <laughs> until yeah. now. Like, oh, shit. Well, oh, that's oh, yeah. our, our content strategy. Right. <laughs> and by strategy, uh, Will and I are the least organized people on earth. And yet we still managed to get things done. We got the Antonio Brown video up. Currently, we are waiting to hear whether or not the Raiders are going to suspend him, just get rid of him, or let him play with some sort of other punishment. Uh, This is huge news. What would that other punishment be? More fines? Like... I don't he know. Has play, he has to play with a leather helmet. <laughs> yeah. Which would probably not help his situation. They, they take away the helmet that he fought so hard to get. And, yeah. Uh, put him at jeopardy of hurting his head even more at this point, which is really his biggest battle right now is just his own ego. Uh, so if you don't know, I already put a video up, but Antonio Brown – Got into it yesterday with Mike Mayock at practice. At first they said it was physical, and then it was like they just were talking shit to each other, and then everybody's like they both got egos. Uh, Mike Mayock's had it with Antonio Brown. Mike Mayock apparently never really wanted Antonio Brown. This was a John Gruden thing, and it's all coming to a head right now. And uh, this is – if he does – I'm just going to ask you, what do you think is going to happen? Like do you think they could actually cut him? Because – they can walk away from his guaranteed yeah. money, which we also learned today. Right. Uh, do you th- – I don't, I don't know. Like, do you think they'll That's try to get rid of him? Dream. Like, you can get out of it basically if you make that decision this weekend. Yeah. You're pretty much off scot-free for – I mean, I don't want to say that entirely because you're still going to owe some money. And they gave up a third rounder and a fifth rounder to get him. Uh, so that's not nothing. Uh, so they've got – Obviously, a sizable investment now, but uh, there's definitely a little bit of the sunk cost fallacy going on here. Like we we've already spent some money on him, we've already spent the picks. Might as well keep him, trying to get him right. Versus, it might just be better to cut bait right now. Yeah, that's insane because if it's, if it's this bad before right. they've even played a game, you know how because- bad is it going to be by by the time they're out of the playoffs, which will probably be pretty soon. Yeah, I think the one thing a lot of people believed, including myself, was that Antonio Brown's getting another opportunity in a a new place and that there was a good chance he comes out, plays really well, and kind of makes the Steelers look like the dysfunctional side of this whole thing Um, and that the Raiders, you know, as much as they had to give up and pay him uh, was maybe a smart move. And even if that was only uh, one season before, you know, Antonio Brown started being Antonio Brown again. Right. I think we thought that was going to happen and you're, they haven't played a single real game yet. And it's just been one shit show sort of thing after another with him. And 
I think the concern of him, and maybe like by the time this podcast is over, we get the the news on what's actually happening. So our uh, conjecture here is irrelevant. But like at this point, I feel I could see them suspending him to send like the message, like we're not fucking around. Uh, but I could see him just cutting ties now because if he's this bad this early, what's he going to be like next year when <laughs> they're sunk and have to give him all that money? Um, but I could see it being the last threat where Antonio Brown is terrified of losing $30 million, just like anybody should be, and uh, apologizes or does whatever he has to do, probably with the help of his agent, and is out there for week one against the Broncos, which I don't want to see either. I mean, I didn't even like (laughs) – I guess throughout all of training camp, I was wondering if he was going to play week one regardless of suspension just because he hasn't played. He hasn't played in the preseason. He's never cleared. Uh, I don't think he practiced very much, if at all. I know he's like – I know he's ran routes with Derek Carr, but like how do you – how do you play a guy who's not taken any like serious first team snaps on your team yet? Yeah. Well, I mean, the one thing we know about the NFL is that like communication and chemistry is not important for uh, quarterbacks and receivers offenses. <laughs> no, you're absolutely right there. Um, but what's, what is this wide receiver core? How far, how far does it fall? Cause I know I wrote about it in the video, but. You go from Antonio Brown, Tyrell Williams, and your third guy is Hunter Renfro to now your number one guy is Tyrell Williams, who, yeah. despite how much they paid for him in free agency and, and despite how much of a big target he was this offseason, that was the number three guy for the Chargers last year. He was not the number one guy. He was behind Mike Williams and Keenan Allen, and now he's got to be the number one guy. Uh, I think it goes from – uh, a decent wide receiver core with a little bit of depth to one of the worst immediately. Yeah. No, you're totally right. Probably arguably top five to uh, bottom five. Like that's how good Antonio Brown is. That's why the Raiders were willing to take a chance on him. Nobody's trying to take away like how good Antonio Brown is on the field. No, of course not. Yeah. And it's sad to see him like fucking himself over like this. Uh, it's funny cause it's the Raiders um, but you're right. If, if William Tyrell Williams was the third best option with Philip rivers, who's a better passer than Derek Carr. Uh, I don't know what that says for the Raiders. They, they gave away their, their tight end, their best ball catcher in, um, Jared Cook, Jared Cook, who's with the saints now, like, right. They, and, <laughs> to add on to that, they don't have a weapon at tight end either. Like, their their starting tight end is uh, Darren Waller. Right. One of the good stories from training camp are from Hard Knocks. Like, he's a guy oh, happy for him. We're rooting for uh, a guy who's overcome his own diversity in the NFL. Like, he's the complete opposite of Antonio Brown in that he hasn't had the chance to prove himself on the field dealt with serious addiction issues, and I think everybody is rooting for him. At this point, I mean, and Shannon Sharp called Antonio Brown a clown three times, like, in one tweet. He's – it's – and you rarely see, like, other players sort of side with the organization when shit gets crazy like this. So, uh, you're well, right. I don't, I don't think the Raiders have really done anything wrong except for acquire him. Right. No, I no, guess no. you could say they've – I don't know. I guess you could say they've enabled him a little bit. Uh, or uh, I guess more specifically, John Gruden's enabled him because he's, he's given him a pretty long leash. He's been really easy on him uh, with the media. That doesn't mean he's, you know, easy on him when the, the door is shut. But. Right. Yeah, I think we've learned Antonio Brown's extremely sensitive. It feels like Antonio Brown uh, – was living with the Steelers. Um, he was like a, their child. And then his parents got divorced. Well, and there, he, he never got disciplined. Like, as a kid, he right. got to do basically whatever he wanted. His parents got divorced, uh, and he has to go live with, like, a new stepdad who's a lot stricter. And 
<laughs> he doesn't know how to like his two stepdads, John and Mike. Yeah, exactly. It's like uh, I don't know. It's crazy. And I'll give him this. Today is this podcast will go up with the first game of the NFL season. Uh, what looks like it should be a good game. The hundredth NFL season between the Bears and Packers. Can you believe that? We've been watching the NFL for 100 seasons. Yeah, you and I have watched it for 100 years, and the biggest story today is Antonio Brown. He's been able to steal the number one headline away from the NFL, um, which is what it is. I got a video up, and it's doing really well, so I love it, but... It's uh, also kind of shitty. It's like, this is what we're focusing it's on. Not, yeah, it's not what we wanted to talk about. Uh, we wanted to talk about actual football because we're getting actual football for the first time in, you know, Depending however long on, it's been, uh, seven months. Yeah. So. And I'm excited about tonight's game. Like, I'm usually not because the, the Patriots are playing, and I'm just like, ugh. But Bears, <laughs> Packers, Aaron Rodgers back on the field. Uh, the Bears have their guys. <laughs> right. Well, there was that stat this morning that came out that said Aaron Rodgers has not thrown a touchdown in Soldier Field since, wait for it, 2015. 2015. Four years ago. Somebody uh, tweeted to me saying Vic Fangio was with the Bears then and Peyton Manning was beating Joe Flacco that week in Mile High, which that game was was – Pretty nuts. Uh, yeah. I think Aqib Tlaib really beat him in that game. Yeah, Aqib Tlaib picked, got the pick six on Flacco to win that game for the Broncos. But then somebody else tweeted me, Packers are also 2-1 and one against the Bears in that time, and Rodgers missed a game. No weight to this stat. Oh, yeah. I, I don't, I don't like, care about it. I don't think it means anything. I just thought it was interesting. I know. I, that's, that was what I wanted to respond to him, but then I don't want to look like I get – I get too sensitive about shit. I'm like, just saying it's a surprising stat. I didn't say how much weight it was. Same, same example. I made like a joke about uh, the all-time wide receiver diva list now being Antonio Brown, Terrell Owens, and then Antonio Brown is a, a stealer. And somebody was like, Terrell Owens played with a broken leg in the fucking Super Bowl. Get out of here with this shit. Well, he didn't it, win. <laughs> it, it, has it, has Ter- Terrell Owens ever not been thought of as like the biggest diva in NFL history? No, absolutely. I don't know. I just uh, – That's the thing. We're not saying Antonio Brown's not tough or we're not saying T.O.'s not tough or – No. Really, any of these guys are, are tough or, or necessarily bad people. It's just they uh, they put themselves before the team. Yeah, that's – that's really what it's about. It's I'm not trying to make like a in-depth comment about football. Uh, just trying to make some fucking jokes on, on the Twitter. Trying to get off some jokes on Twitter.com. Yeah. Also, Antonio Brown did unfollow the Raiders and Derek Carr. So whatever that means. Uh, okay, let's talk a little bit about the Bears Packers. And then what we're going to do is we're going to go through all the games for week oh. one. Give our pick. 16 games. 16 games. Uh, so Bears Packers, like we said, Rodgers has never thrown a touchdown against the Bears ever. Neither has any quarterback for the Packers. Um, nope. at least that I've ever seen. So, uh, Thursday night football, a lot of people are going to be watching this game. Do you think Mitch Trubisky is going to pick up where he left off last year? Is he going to look good? And what do you think? Do you think the Bears defense can be what it was last year without Vic Fangio? No, I don't think it's going to be as good. And that's a little bit because of Fangio and a little bit about the guys that they're missing in the secondary because Bryce Callahan's in Denver. Uh, Adrian Amos is on the other side in Green Bay. So I think they they take a little bit of a dip this year. Uh, Not that much, but I think, you know, a little schedule regression, maybe nine and seven or so either wild card or don't make the playoffs. I don't think it's anything to worry about. It's just kind of what happens with good teams that are set up to succeed. Sometimes they yeah. – uh, I think a fair comparison there is, you know, after the Broncos won Super Bowl 20 – or Super Bowl 50, um, okay. they, they lost 
uh, Malik Jackson and Danny Trebathan, um, both important pieces to that defense. The defense was still really good the next season, but it wasn't like that dominant. And Amos, uh, and, like Amos, I think if they would have kept him, you'd be feeling really good about uh, the Bears' safeties, their playmaking ability, and uh, – like you said, it's not like the end of the world. There's still going to be a good defense back there, but definitely. Right. I think and they, didn't get to, they didn't get to reload with the first rounder this year uh, because you'd think that had they had that first round pick, they'd probably use it to um, replace either Amos or Callahan, but they used it on Cleo Mack, which obviously not a problem, but right. just how it works. They're not going to get better this year than they were last year. So uh, with all that said, I'm going to go with the Packers tonight. Yeah, me too. I think that the Packers lost, uh, you know, Mike Daniels on their defense. Clay Matthews too, right? This is Clay Matthews' first year gone. Yeah. The Rams. Um, but I feel like they got better overall, the Packers. Oh, I do too. Um, and I think Aaron Rodgers, if he stays healthy, I think he can have a really good season. So we're both going to pick the Packers. All right, interesting. Taking the pack. Uh, next up, Chiefs. Jags. Jaguars. Nick Foles playing his first game in Jacksonville. He's going to play despite, quote, intestinal pain. What does that mean exactly? Um, I don't know. Uh, Possibly, like you said, drinking the water in Jacksonville. You never drink the water in Jacksonville. Really anywhere in Florida. It says it in their their, uh, airport state. Constitution. Although I hope everything's going okay in Florida right now. Right. Yeah. Are they getting hit with the hurricane? Yeah, I think so. I don't really know how. Uh, Will and I are so into football we don't pay attention to real news. Yeah, we're like Bill Belichick. We, we're so into um, football that we didn't even know that Andrew Luck got traded. The biggest story <laughs> of the offseason. Where did he get traded to? No, no, he retired, Bill. So you're saying somebody traded uh, retired? Whatever, fuck. It's okay, Will. <laughs> I could see, I could see Bill, Bill saying that. Uh, Chiefs, Jags, man. I gotta, I gotta pick. I'm gonna pick an upset here. I'm gonna go the Jags at home. Uh, I never got off the Jag train. Okay, it's I think so that good. defense. Still jagging off. I'm still jagging off. Never stopped. Uh, I think the Jags' defense is going to bounce back. I think Nick Foles is a good quarterback. And knowing that he has intestinal pain, like Nick Foles needs an X factor to be. He does. He needs to come in as the backup or he needs intestinal. Yeah. He needs irritable bowel, syster- irritable bowel syndrome. What is it? <laughs> syndrome, right? It's a yeah, syndrome. it's a syndrome. Some would call it a disease, though. To perform at peak level, and I think – Jags beat the Chiefs. I am with you spiritually. However, I'm going to take the Chiefs. I don't want to. This uh, is, I think this is an underrated game for week one. No, it's a good game. It's a good game. Although uh, it has the potential to be a blowout. Oh, yeah. I mean, the Chiefs could smoke them. But what do you think about the Jaguars defense? Are they a little bit better this year? I think they got to be. I don't know. I think last year the defense played again, not to, you know, always compare everything to the Broncos, but after they, after Peyton Manning left and the offense really went to shit, the defense was still good, but it like it couldn't carry the team every single week. At some point you need help from your offense, and I don't think the Jags right. defense got that last year. Um, I think Nick Foles helps that quite a bit. Uh, hopefully the running game's working. But, uh, yeah, I think their defense will be better. And they had Josh Allen uh, as a pass rusher. Oh, yeah. Really I forget. Good. And he had supposedly a really good preseason. Yeah, I wouldn't know. I, didn't, uh, I don't think the Jaguars scored a touchdown in the preseason. No, they didn't? I think, something like that. They, they were like the lowest scoring Oh, team. that's right, right. We talked about that. But Nick Foles didn't play ever. So this is his first action in Jacksonville. He's wearing number seven. Uh, he's never really looked good outside of Philadelphia, which is concerning for me. Although, because right. 
it's a good, it's obviously a very good system in Philadelphia. I don't know if that carries over to Jacksonville where no one's really been good at offense since like Mark Brunel, but we'll see. We're gonna find out. We're going to start to learn. Either way, I'm taking the Chiefs, who are, by the way, working on an extension for our favorite player, Tyreek Hill. Oh, are they really? They're trying to get it done before the first game. Dang. So soon, hopefully. Then they got to pay Patrick Mahomes a billion dollars. Yeah, based on the Jared Goff contract, uh, he will be asking for $1 billion. Yeah, he's – I mean, I would be trying to get – that deal done right now. Right. Well, yeah, before he, he commits another heinous crime. No, I mean oh, with, with Mahomes. Mahomes. Yeah. Well, yeah, before he commits another heinous crime. Like, yeah. <laughs> like losing to the Patriots in the AFC Championship game. Or putting ketchup on his mac and cheese. There you go. All right, Falcons-Vikings. Falcons have not won a game in Minnesota since 2008. Nice stat, Will. Uh, it's it looks like a meaningful stat, but in all reality, they probably only played there like twice since then. <laughs> yeah, and didn't Minnesota used to play out? No, they've always played indoors. Never mind. They played outdoors for a couple of years. Was it when they were switching stadiums, right? Yeah. But they were in the in the dome before that. They were. I was going to so say Falcons yeah, are a dome they team. But they haven't won since Matt Ryan's rookie year, which was wow. seven seasons ago. How often do they play? Uh, well, it depends because at the least they're going to play every three years. Right. Uh, and then depending on strength of schedule, they'll play uh, on off years. Man, this is a tough game because I think both of these teams are going to be better this year. Um, I- the Falcons, you know, the story last year was their defense just decimated by injuries. Matt Ryan played, had a hell of a season, um, but they just weren't winning games. I think Kirk Cousins is going to be better in his second season with Minnesota. I think the running game is going to be better. I'm going to pick the Falcons, Falcons, though. Interesting. So Julio Jones has said that he might not play. Well, that makes a big difference. Because he's still – they still haven't uh, figured out a contract extension for him. I would think that they get it resolved. I don't think they're going to let it carry over uh, on the Sunday. I, I think they'd be stupid not to. Yeah. I think I'm taking the Vikings uh, at home. If Julio Jones doesn't play, I'm picking the Vikings. But let's say they get the deal done, I'll stick with the Falcons. Not that we're going to actually keep track of that. but We might. We could. We won't, but we might. We almost did last year. Uh, okay, Titans Browns. For what is this first game of the new Browns era? Blah blah blah. Titans probably the better team. <laughs> Those are my notes on the. Those game. are Will's notes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, the Browns. Yeah, Browns. Uh, this is their first game of their Super Bowl season. Odell Beckham Jr.'s got a hip issue right now too. Watch out. Supposed to play, but. His hip ain't right. So, well, the Browns have an offensive line issue. So, think about that for a second. You going to take the Titans? Yeah, I'm taking the. No, I'm going to take the Browns. Are you? You coward. Uh, damn it. I want to take the Titans. I, the only. The Titans have a better defense. Very clearly. I think they have a much better defense than the Browns. I think that, that's being slept on, uh, how bad the Browns' defense is. And they haven't really gotten very much better. Lost your bill, Peppers, added Olivier Vernon. Offensive line is still bad. They got rid of Kevin Zeitler this offseason. You know what? I'm going to take the Titans. Do it. I think people have been blowing so much smoke up the Browns' asses for <laughs> – the last eight months, uh, the Titans are just a better constructed team all around. Uh, they're not too heavy on offense or defense. The only question mark for me is whether Marcus Marietta puts it together this season and, and can score points. But 
Uh, I'm going to say week one, they go into Cleveland and upset them. Okay. I'm going to pick the Browns. Uh, and I feel the same way about the Titans. I think they're going to be a pretty good team, but until they prove that they can get out of their own way, uh, I'm not betting on them. Browns are at home. <clears throat> and also, like, I think their defense is going to be a little bit better. Uh, I like Denzel Ward in his second season. I think it was, like, a, it was close to the worst last year, wasn't it? Uh, I forget. Um, Probably. No one, no one fact-check me, please. No, they had – I mean, I think there are players on there to make that defense at least average. Greedy Williams they added. You've got Miles Garrett, Olivier Vernon now, Larry Ogunjobi, who I don't know how good he is, but I love saying his name. Um, so we'll see. Linebackers, yeah, there's probably some questions there for, yeah, for the Browns, but um, they're going to be fun uh, to watch. Titans, by the way, get Delaney Walker back, and that could be yeah. an underrated That could actor. be the difference maker. I took – I got Delaney in two fantasy leagues as my tight end. So uh, He's old as shit, but he always makes that offense better. Yeah. No, I love Delaney Walker. I've told him that, and he said, don't, yeah, don't say it like that to me, but please, whatever. I, said, okay. I, love, I love you, Delaney. <laughs> Bills at Jets. This is the first game of the Adam Gase regime hmm. in New York. Man, and the Bills almost had Antonio Brown. How lucky are they to not have received him? If Antonio Brown's doing this to, like, John Gruden and Mike Mayock, what what would he be doing to the Bills right now? I don't know. I don't think I, – I think the Bills probably wouldn't put up with his behavior, I guess. I don't know. That's yeah, really- Sean McDermott seems pretty, like, I'm not going to take tolerate bullshit because yeah, just he also doesn't seem like the kind of coach who – players feel like they they need to get get at yeah i mean it, with john gruden there's a battle of egos going on between him and antonio brown and i don't think that would be the case in buffalo yeah because i can see how john gruden would drive somebody nuts uh sean mcdermott i, I don't know enough about him but i do love that the steelers first thought was to send him to buffalo <laughs> yeah <laughs> the windiest uh the windiest city in the NFL. With a quarterback we're not sure is. Yeah, with a quarterback that mostly runs the ball. A passer. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, this is this is bittersweet because I also have Le'Veon Bell in fantasy, so I want him to do well. But I'm going to be rooting for the Bills this season. I don't know how you don't root for the Bills. Uh, I'm hoping Josh Allen is better. Uh, I also took their rookie running back, um, Evan Singletary, after they got rid of Shady McCoy. (sighs) Is now a chief. Yeah, but the Bills, I mean, I'll go with the Bills. Nobody fucking knows. Bills on the road. I'm going to take the Jets, um, mostly because I think Sam Darnold's taking a step forward this year. Yeah, you're on fantasy, So I'm trying to prove that. Um, I took him in fan- so much so I took him in fantasy over Philip Rivers. By the way, nice, crazy. But that's, <laughs> I mean, it's fair. Sam Darnold. I think we just forget how young he was last season. Yeah, he's twenty-one. He like just, turned twenty-one like, yeah. right before the season started. A very um, young age to be. Yeah, and, and to be a quarterback in New York City, and he wasn't terrible. Like. But he wasn't good last year. He was what you would expect from a really young rookie. I think getting that season of play is really valuable for him. And if he's as good as, like, his talent level is. And he seems like a smart, like, guy. So I don't know if this will be the season he sort of breaks through. Maybe it'll, it'll be this year or next year, I feel like, if he's going to be a good NFL quarterback. But I'll stick with the Bills. I'm taking the Jets. Uh, I'm with my heart. I think Le'Veon Bell is really going to help him out in the passing game, too. That's so fair. That's something to keep an eye on. It will also be interesting to see if Le'Veon Bell takes a few games to get up to speed. Yeah. I mean, missing a whole season. 
I don't know. I feel like running back's pretty easy position to be up to speed. And late, he was there for training camp, so I don't know. I think I'll be more interested to see if Ezekiel Elliott is can hit the ground running. True. Uh, All right, so you're taking the Bills. I'm taking the Jets. Ravens at Dolphins. I think we're both taking the Ravens here. Although, here's the thing. Week one? You never know when Fitzmagic is going to strike. You don't. It's the best part about him. <laughs> he can, I wouldn't be surprised if he went off for 400 yards. I mean, was it week one last year, the Bucks and Saints? Was that the first week? Yeah. Or was that? Yeah. That was week one. <laughs> and we're like, oh, God, are the Saints terrible? And, oh, God, are the Bucks awesome? <laughs> Nope, Ryan Fitzpatrick. No, I mean, everybody was, like, as Fitzpatrick was throwing his fourth touchdown, they're like, he's going to throw 1,700 picks in a week. Don't worry. They're right. Um, Shit, man. I'm going to pick the Ravens. Yeah, Ryan Fitzpatrick had Mike Evans, Deshaun Jackson, O.J. Howard, Chris Godwin. Who else? Adam Humphreys, ever heard of him? Adam Humphreys, and what was – don't they have a second tight end? Cameron – was Cameron Brace? Yeah, he had a ton of weapons with the Bucks, so he does not have that with the Dolphins. I'll stick with the Ra- – I mean, the Ravens got Lamar Jackson. This, this is a low-key fun game to watch for not necessarily the right football oh, okay. how, how much fun is Lamar Jackson to watch, really? Because the last time we watched him, uh, it was not very fun. No, but that was a play- he was playing a, a playoff football team. This is a regular season. I think he's going to be fun. I think they're going to win. Yeah. Okay, we're both taking Ravens. Ravens. And we got Skins at Eagles. Eagles are my pick to go to the Super Bowl in the NFC. Ooh. I mean, I got to take him here uh, against. Washington, which I don't, I don't think Washington's a particularly bad team. I think they've got a pretty good defense, too. But they're starting Case Keenum. Case Keenum, former Bronco, former Vikings legend, starting for the, the potatoes. Because I assume that Trent Williams is not playing. No, he's not. He hasn't shown up yet. Right. But, um, That's a problem. Yeah. I took Adrian Peterson. Uh, under the impression that he was still the number one running back. Incorrect. That's going to be Darius Geis. They moved moved Geis. I think he's going to have a good season. He's a good player. I do too. I almost almost got Geis super late, uh, but I think Geis is an exciting player to watch. Another guy I think a lot of people are rooting for after he had the ACL injury last year. Here's something crazy to think about. Uh, Darius Geis tears his ACL – Week was it the first preseason game last year? Yeah, it was like week one or two. Um, but he's ready to go. Like he's ready to to play. Then you've got Jarek McKinnon, ACL injury, back on IR. Jake Butt, ACL injury on IR as well. Uh, same injury, three different players, three different like timetable. Jake Butt was a little bit later than those guys Jake too. Jake Butt was yeah. Um, it was like week four or five of the season. Yeah, so that makes sense. McKinnon's was at practice, wasn't it? Like the first fucking training camp practice, I feel like. Something like that. It was very early. So it's I think we've gotten used to the idea that ACL injury ACL injuries are after Adrian Peterson came back and rushed for two thousand. Yeah, like, you kind ah, of speed everybody's expectations. They'll be fine in a year, but like you don't know. It's still a serious injury, especially for a running back. So uh, it's cool that Geis is ready to go because, obviously, I don't think you should assume that ever with knee injuries and running backs. Uh, but I hope he has a good season. And other than that, I'm not really rooting for anything for the for Washington. No, uh, but I think we're both taking the Eagles. We'll take the Eagles here. Then we've got Rams at Panthers. Um, mm, Panthers coming off of – Great, great season of all or nothing. Rams coming off a Super Bowl loss. Cam Newton, is his shoulder healthy? Jared Goff, is he worth $110 million guaranteed? Holy shit, does Todd Gurley have arthritis in his knee? We don't know. Uh, Sean McVay said that 
Todd Gurley will not be on a pitch count on Sunday. Sick. They're going to run the shit out of him. We don't know how long he's going to hold up. Uh, I think it should be enough to beat the Panthers, though. Uh, yeah, I'm going to pick the, the Rams as well. Although this is, I mean, Christian McCaffrey, Todd Gurley, that could be really fun football to watch. Um, but overall, I think the Rams have more offensive weapons and a better defense. So also keep to leave named uh, team captain as well. When is the last time he Tlaib someone? I think he's, he's overdue for a good Tlaibing. Yeah, well, he's chasing the record for most pick sixes. Isn't he, like, one away from tying it? It's probably pretty close. So, yeah, and he was hurt most of last year. Uh, a week one pick six pick six from Aqib Tlaib, we've seen it happen. We've seen That'd it happen, nice. guys. Yeah, oh, we sure have. And Cam Newton, we know, is going to make a couple bad decisions with the football. So, That's, uh, Yeah, it's our bold prediction. Uh, I'd, pick six for Tlaib. We've like, said it here. Tlaibing. <laughs> Then we got what? Colts, Chargers? Colts at Chargers. Oh, man, this could have been a great, great game. It really could have been. It still could be. You never know. Yeah. Jacoby that could surprise us all. I'm rooting for Jacoby. Not as much as I'm rooting for Chad Kelly, but he's got a two-game suspension to start the season, right? That's uh, right. Melvin Gordon holding out, so he won't be playing for the Chargers. Uh, I think that's going to be more serious than everybody assumes. Everybody thinks they can plug in Austin Eckler and it's going to be the same exact thing. There's a reason that, you know, Melvin Gordon's holding out. He is the best running back on that team by a wide margin. And I don't think their offense is as uh, explosive without it. I don't think they can reach their ceiling as an offense if Melvin Gordon's not on the field. Yeah, I think it's a mistake not paying Gordon. Uh, Although – they're, Justin Jackson is the guy they think might get more of the, the workload. Um, and I don't know if Justin Jackson can be as good as, as Melvin Gordon. And I think your point that you made when we were talking about this in one of the videos this week is like, if you're Phillip Rivers at his age, you want Gordon on your team. Right. And if you're the Chargers, I, I think you want that too. Um, but I don't know their, their defense, the chargers are always the team that should be good and they were good last year, but they can, they just can't put it all together. I think they're going to win this game, but, uh, yeah, I agree. I could see the Broncos having a better record than the chargers by the end of this season. Bold I don't think that's too far off. Um, Joey Bosa changed his number. Oh, big mistake. I think uh, – I don't know if you're making fun of me. Uh, four years into his career, which is a weird move. No, I'm not making fun of you. <laughs> making fun of Joey Bosa. What did he change his number to? He changed it from 99 and 97. Oh, yuck. <laughs> I know. 99 is like a solid number for a, a pass rusher. It is. I think he was 97 in college. Right. Player, it's weird how players get attached to numbers like that. Yeah, I might too, but once you've had it for three years, it's, it's your new number. You yeah. Know? And I think 99 is just a better number than 97, but what do I know? We'll find out. We'll find out if this affects his play. It's possible. They are currently showing images of Antonio Brown's locker at the Raiders facility. All his stuff is there. I think they are indicating that his locker has not been cleaned out. <laughs> uh, that is our latest on Antonio Brown. Uh, how long until people start looting it like Le'Veon Bell last year? Oh. That would be pretty great. That, man. Probably a ton of comments be, in there. That would be the cherry on top of this whole thing. Okay. Did you pick the Chargers or Colts? The Chargers. All right. I don't I'll be rooting for the Colts, obviously. Like, I get, but yeah, I, I just think they're going to win that game. Bengals at Seahawks. Uh, I don't really like this game very much. Mm. I got the Seahawks here, as your note says. Clowny, he's going to play. He's fully ready to go. He's ready to go. I like what the Seahawks have done this off season. Um, 
I think their defensive front seven's really good right now. Uh, well, it will be. They, they've got to wait for Jerron Reed to get back from his suspension. Um, but they have pieces there. Russell Wilson's always good. I guess their big question marks are wide receivers with Doug Baldwin leaving. I definitely think they're going to beat the Bengals. Hey, David Moore's hurt too. Uh, so, yeah, the it'll be interesting to see how they use DK Metcalf in this game. Oh, yeah, I forget about that. He's really like a, what they said he is and just this straight line wide receiver that runs two routes. Yeah, I mean, let's see here. The Seahawks receivers, Tyler Lockett, Malik Turner. Never heard of him. Nope. Gary Jennings, John Ursua. Ursua. Okay, this might be worse than the Raiders. Jaron Brown, David Moore, DK Metcalf. Is that worse than than the Raiders right now? Tight end Nick Vanett. Oh, Jesus. Will Disley. They really have no one to throw to. Yeah, that could be a pretty That's big concern. Malik Turner. No wonder uh, Brian Schottenheimer wants to run the ball 90% of the time. Yeah, I mean, Russell Wilson's going to make, you know, uh, some of those those guys better. He spent a first-rounder on Rashad Penny, and he's not even the starter. <laughs> yeah, that is true. Okay, so I guess there are some big question marks around Seattle. But I, I, they'll beat the Bengals, I feel like. Yeah. Cowboys at – or no, Giants at Cowboys. Uh, the return of Zeke Elliott, maybe he'll be on a limited uh, run run count. Uh, oh, yeah, I don't want to – I don't want to step on your joke here. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that was my joke. <laughs> How many carries is he going to get? Who the fuck knows? Also – uh, I think we're all excited that this game isn't on Sunday Night Football like it is just about every year. Right. Oh. On Ongoing joke last year was every Sunday Night Football game was the Giants and Cowboys. Will, continuing the tradition here in the podcast, uh, Cowboys, Giants. This interesting game. I don't know which team – I think the Cowboys are the better team. I think they've got the better defense. I think oh, yeah. they'll win this game at home. I just don't know if the Giants are going to be good or not this season. They I don't think they're good. as bad as everyone thinks they are. I don't think Eli Manning's as bad as everyone thinks he is. No. I think this is like going to be Eli's last hurrah, and he's going to look pretty good this year. Saquon Barkley should continue to be a lot of fun to watch. Hmm. Uh, Cowboys, I think, win this game, though, at home. I'm going with you. Uh, I'm taking a lot of home teams here. Part of me hopes that Amari Cooper has a really big game and that Antonio Brown doesn't play and that that trade continues to just look stupid for the the Raiders. It will. It will. Rest assured. All right. 49ers at Buccaneers. I don't think either of these teams are going to be very good this year. Ooh, here's a question. Next two games we're talking about, 49ers, uh, 49ers, Buccaneers, Lions, Cardinals. Which game do you think gets lower ratings? Lions, Cardinals. Ooh, do you think that's mostly because of the Cardinals? I think 49ers fans are excited about the 49ers. I think, well, yeah, I mean, you would you think Cardinals fans should be excited about Kyler Murray. Yeah, but that team's just so horrific. The Bruce Arians era begins with the Bucks. Jimmy G's first game with his ACL. Okay. There are storylines here, but. There's a few, yeah. I'll take the 49ers. I want to take the 49ers, uh, but I'm going to take the Bucks. I think Tevin Coleman's going to be a real surprise this season. Yeah, I love the idea of Kyle Shanahan reuniting and using Tevin Coleman. Uh, the 49ers, they've got good running backs too. Matt Breda and uh, Raheem Most- Mostert. Is that how you say it? Mostert. Uh, 
they have good forty. They, they have good running backs. I just don't know how to say their fucking names. <laughs> um, but and I think Jimmy G is going to have a pretty good first game back, despite the the preseason storylines. Uh, yeah, he really hard on him in the preseason. Like he played what like three series against the Broncos, and yeah. let's be real, the Broncos defense. Uh, is probably going to be one of the best this season. Yeah, I think so. Uh, yeah, I'm not worried about that one game where he went like one for six with a pick or whatever. I'm not – yeah, I don't think that's a huge problem. I just don't think they're going to be that good this year, but I think they beat the Buccaneers. Fair enough. Uh, I just – I think I like the Bucks at home, and I think they've got a lot of weapons. But uh, – and the 49ers defense, I think if – all of their defensive line pass rushers that they've <laughs> drafted and invested in uh, play to the level they're supposed to, they could have a pretty good defense. They could. All right. Definitely. Lions, Cardinals. Mm. Sleepy. Is this a sleeper of the week in terms of it's the best game to take a fucking nap during? It is. It is. Absolutely. I'll probably be watching. So these are all the afternoon games, right? Colts, Chargers has to be afternoon. Yeah. And you got, yeah, the Seahawks, Cowboys, Buccaneers, Cardinals. Not a great slate of afternoon games, if I'm being honest. I don't love it. I feel like we're probably going to get like a four-hour rain delay in that Buccaneers game, too. Yeah. Well, shit, I mean, if there's – depending on what the hurricane's doing, good Lord. Exactly. Uh, Yeah. So all the Florida teams are playing at home this weekend. Maybe the NFL should realize, like, this happens every year just about. Maybe we should, like, hold off on giving them a home game until, like, week three. You're right. That is crazy. Jags, Dolphins, and Bucks, all home games. Right. And the Panthers, too, who are kind of in that. Yeah. Zone. Yeah, that's, that's a really good observation. Florida teams shouldn't get a home game until week four. <laughs> Probably, yeah. I don't know how that works schedule-wise, but... It would actually probably make it easier. Yeah, honestly. We need a road team. Throw in the fucking Jags. Give them the Jags. Give them the Dolphins. Because if it's if it's not like a rain delay because of a, you know, lightning and monsoons and whatever, it that nobody wants to be out there playing in the heat index of right. 140 degrees. Exactly. Uh, Florida, just a bad weather state in general with all of that florida weather talk cardinals are lions (laughs) oh lions cardinals are terrible yeah i think the lions are going to be better and i think the nfc north is going to be the toughest division in the league this season Uh, very well could be all right we've got patriots and steelers the patriots are at home sunday night football and you wrote (laughs) Chop my dick off and feed it to the wolves. <laughs> that's right. Uh, that's my feeling on this game. Will went through and wrote like uh, little pieces of, of info for every game, and this one was chop my dick off and feed it to the wolves. Uh, Pretty much. Uh, I'm taking the Patriots in this one. They usually have the Steelers number. I think uh, last season was kind of an aberration. but Yeah, the, the Steelers – have notoriously played horrible defense when they go to uh, Foxborough. Um, I think I saw stats like Tom Brady's thrown zero interceptions against him. His QB ratings incredibly high. Um, and it, it just seems like the Steelers do the same thing schematically with their defense every time they play and the Patriots already know how to handle it. Um, excited to see Devin Bush for the Steelers and evaluate whether or not the Broncos should have taken him. But uh, I agree. I'll be obviously an upset would be nice here, but yeah, the Patriots at home. And for some, do, we, do we think there's going to be a noticeable change with the Steelers without Antonio Brown weighing them down, or are they really just going to miss that production? I don't know. I don't think Antonio Brown really weighed him down until m- midway through last season. 
Um, but I think the production will be there. I think they're going to miss Le'Veon Bell more, even though he wasn't there last year. Uh, right. Patriots don't have Gronk anymore. So how – That's kind of an underrated storyline going into this yeah, season. They, should, they will have Josh Gordon, and I think that's a nice way to compensate for Gronk, but – well, they're, yeah, they're starting, they're starting tight end this week is Matt Lacoste. Oh, yeah, okay. Ben Watson's out. He's suspended. And their other tight end – who the hell is their other tight end? I can't remember, but he's suspended too. Dang. So, Matt Lacoste starting for the Patriots. I think that does make a difference. It really does. Uh, yeah, I mean, they won the Super Bowl one year without Rob Gronkowski, but it's a different offense. It is a different offense. Uh, oh, here. Matt Lacoste, and then behind him it says Ryan Izzo. So just Matt Lacoste. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know who Ryan Izzo is. No. He's probably like a long snapper or something. It's a sweet name. Uh, but then they have what? Philip Dorsett, Julian Edelman, Demarius Thomas, Josh Gordon. They can Nikhil make Harry's up. An IR. Who is? Nikhil Harry. Oh, right. The rookie they put on IR. He should be back. Uh, Demarius Thomas always kills the Steelers. That's so. true. Nobody Crap. does it better. Uh, um, but, I mean, the, in, the Patriots always throw the ball to the running backs a lot, too. So, I would expect that to be very true in, in this game. Uh, I'd see James White and Sony Michelle being heavily involved in the passing game. Uh, but let's just hope that all of the Patriots, uh, by the end of this game, are on IR for non-life-threatening injuries. Right. Right. right, 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 a stub toe, a really bad stub toe. They, they all have turf toe. They all, yeah, they all get a really bad turf toe. Is an turf toe the, the nicest injury to wish upon an enemy? Probably. It's the nicest sounding. Yeah. Can you get, a turf, toe, can you get turf toe on natural grass? Oh, you get it on any surface. It's a misleading name. Yeah. All right. Nice. Uh, going to Monday Night Football, we got the early kickoff, so – Four o'clock for me, five o'clock for you. Texans at Saints, a pretty good game. Not a fan of two Monday night games, but they do it every year. You don't like it? No. I love it. I really do like it. You love it. You bet I love it was so genuine. <laughs> I know. I like I like having a, a nice game for us West Coasters to stay up late to. Uh it 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 is a good matchup. Um Saints, Texans. Drew Brees at home is always good. Um, Texans, of course, we're questioning everything they're doing in life, but they do have Deshaun Watson, who I believe is a good quarterback. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins, best receiver in the league. It'll be interesting to see what they do with their running backs. Who are you picking, Will? I'm going to take the Texans. Ooh. Uh, did we both pick the Patriots? Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, I'm taking the Texans. Interesting. I don't know how much that means, but. Duke Johnson, Carlos Hyde. Who's going to have a bigger game for the Texans? He could, yeah. I like Duke Johnson a lot. I think he's going to play well now that he's actually being used. Yeah, I'm going to pick the Saints to not shit the bed like they did week one last year. Um, Saints are going to be my Super Bowl NFC pick this season. Uh, you know how much I like Alvin Kamara, Michael Thomas. Throw in Jared Cook for – Drew Brees to throw the ball to. They got Kiko Alonso now. <laughs> they got Kiko. Uh, yeah, I'm going to take the Saints. This should be a fun game to watch, though. It should, yeah. And that uh, will carry us over to the late game, the Broncos. Broncos. Yeah. The Raiders for the Raiders. last time. 
Wow. In Oakland. Last time in Oakland, maybe without Antonio Brown. Most likely. Most likely. We will have our in-depth Broncos Raiders preview up tomorrow. But both of these teams are possible picks as the worst team in the AFC by many. Not us. I would never I would never say that. I think the Broncos are a better team than the Raiders. I think the Broncos Absolutely. have a better defense. And the Broncos have a ton of question marks, but not nearly as many as the Raiders right now. Knock on wood with if you're with me. Yeah, baby. I'll take the Broncos. I think it's pretty obvious. Uh, I think they're they're gonna try to use the tight ends a lot. Um, I put a stat in the not to step on the video, but a stat in the prediction episode that the last three years Joe Flacco has thrown to the tight end twenty three percent of the time, which is fifth highest in the league. Nice that span. Furthermore, Vic Fangio said Noah Fant is not hesitating. Exactly. He the offense. He's playing. Like he is comfortable. And uh, you remember when Eddie Royal blew up and destroyed the Raiders on Monday Night Football? Maybe yeah, turned D'Angelo Hall into his bitch. Maybe the same thing can happen uh, with Noah Fant. And the Raiders really just don't have any linebackers. No. Yeah, let's – yeah, I mean – Oh, man, if Antonio Brown doesn't play, I think it could be ugly for the Raiders. It, it could, yeah. Um, I think there's a major, major disadvantage for the Raiders on offense uh, against the Broncos' defense. Yeah, is there, is there anything that scares you about the Raiders' offense if Antonio Brown's not there? Maybe Josh Jacobs. Yeah, because I guess the Broncos' biggest question mark is their linebackers right now. Right, yeah, um, inside linebacker. I saw – let's see here. Let me give you a, an injury report update for the Broncos here. I screen grabbed it, but where did it go? Oh, yeah, because Todd Davis has not practiced. Joseph Jones has not practiced. Both inside linebackers. Uh, Todd Davis is supposed to be ready to go for the Broncos uh, Monday night. But if he's not, then you have some serious, I think, questions for the Broncos on, on defense. Uh, also notable, Bryce Callahan was limited, so he's still dealing with that foot injury. I really hope we see Bryce Callahan on the field for the Broncos. Uh, yeah, we haven't really gotten a look at him yet. No, and he's going to play a huge role on that defense. I kind, of for, kind of forgot that he's on the team, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, he's supposed to be the starting corner opposite, you know, Chris Harris. Um, so those are – definitely want to keep our eye on those guys. They did add Corey Nelson. Uh, that makes me feel a little bit better about the Broncos' defense. I feel like Nelson's always been kind of like just a, a solid player back there. Yeah, Not great, but if he's back there, I, f- I feel comfortable. Um, Raiders so far, their injury – well, Antonio Brown didn't practice. Gabe Jackson, they're – one of their best linemen uh, didn't practice with a knee. And then they've got Corey Legit, Nicholas Morrow, and J.J. Nelson, all limited with ankles. J.J. Nelson, uh, if he has an ankle injury, that's just another shot to their receiving crew. So right. I'm guessing a lot of these guys will play. I think but. they really regret cutting Keelan Doss right now. Yeah, that was that was strange. It really didn't make any sense. No. Uh, Doss for Ryan Grant. Yeah. And Doss ended up in Jacksonville, right? Yeah, he did. So I'm glad Jacksonville, uh, you know, grabbed him. Joe Flacco. You think he's going to have a a strong debut week one here? Yeah, I think he'll be, uh, I think he'll be solid. I think he'll be, one touchdown, one interception, and then a couple rushing touchdowns. Not from Flacco, <laughs> just from the offense. Yeah, I think he's going <laughs> to – Flacco rushes for 38 yards, two TDs. You never know. That w- It would be 
the be- one of the best storylines I could imagine from week one is Joe Flacco outrushing uh, Lamar Jackson. <laughs> It'll happen eventually. I, I can't wait for it. I, Actually, I, won't. I feel like Flacco is going to either throw like for efficient yardage, say like 220 and two touchdowns, or for like 350 and zero touchdowns, but the Broncos uh, – yeah barely pull off a win with a bunch of field goals. Cause that was another issue. You know, we kind of saw again in the preseason is the Broncos offense in the red zone stalling. McManus had a fucking perfect preseason. He was right. Great. Um, his mustache is obviously bringing him extra power. Incredible sexual powers. Some would say it is empowering him. That would make more sense if they were playing at home. Yeah. <laughs> the Broncos Stadium finally got a name, Empower Field. Uh, I don't think anybody really cares. But, nope. uh, that oh, that photo of the Patriots logo hurt me a little bit. It yeah. Injured me. Injured my feelings. Yeah, and apparently Empower Retirement works with the Broncos, the Chiefs, and the Patriots as organizations. They really don't have any ethics, do they? No. Yeah, how did they retire those old people? Lethal injection? Ooh. <laughs> That's the quickest way to get it, to get their money. Yeah. Do you think Philip Lindsay uh, can get – do you think Philip Lindsay's going to be as good this season as he was last year? Yeah, I think he's going to be great. I don't understand why – everybody's kind of forgotten about him. Yeah, I feel... Well, Royce Freeman's also there. Well, Royce Freeman was there last year, too, and it didn't matter because Lindsey was the better back the whole season. Not that Royce Freeman's not good. He is, but... Uh, no. I... They're going to give... <laughs> like, they, they... Every year, they they talk about, you know, running back by committee, and they're always going to favor the guy who plays better. And Lindsey is... He's just an all-around better... He's just explosive. It's he's the guy who turns a two-yard gain into a thirty-yard run. Right. Um, when you have that kind of player on the field, you want the ball in his hands a lot. It's you know one of the great things I think the Panthers do with Christian McCaffrey. You know, or like even the Saints do do with Alvin Kamara because they had. Ingram there, who is also a really good running back. And not that Royce Freeman's as good as, as Ingram, but it's kind of like a similar situation. Uh, I think Ingram, though, had a better ability than we've seen so far with Freeman to turn, you know, turn out big plays. Uh, right. Although this preseason, one of the biggest runs came from Royce Freeman. And if we see him do more, if Royce Freeman steps up, I'll be really excited about the Broncos rushing attack. And if that's going well. I think Joe Flacco can be top-level Flacco uh, behind a solid running game. We really don't know who's going to step up outside of Emmanuel Sanders in the receiving game for the Broncos. Obviously, we're all rooting for Cortland Sutton, uh, Deshaun Hamilton. Stuff out of Deshaun Hamilton. Yeah, so I think we're going to see more out of those guys and. Uh, you know, we'll mention this in the prediction episode, but the Broncos let River Craycraft go, who we thought was going to be their punt returner, and they brought in uh, Deontay Spencer to be their new re- returner, receiver. Yeah, fresh out of Canada. Fresh out of the Canadian League. Uh, a lot of people were telling me he was from the AAF, but I lo- I, AAF, Canadian, same fucking difference. Really? <laughs> but I'm excited that they – and he was playing this preseason with the Steelers, and I guess looked pretty good there. Um, if he turns out to be a reliable punt returner, one that he just catches the ball, but if he can, if we can take an area that looked like it might be a disaster for all mm-hmm. of this season, and it's, it doesn't even have to be a strength, but it just is something that's secure, that's a, a big upgrade for the Broncos because – that looked like it might cost them this games the way might cost them games this season the way it was playing out in the preseason. I mean, I know I said it last time, but 
you know, Jim Leonard's only a call away. Jim, oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh boy. I'm sure he would give up his job as defensive coordinator for Wisconsin for another season returning punts. Bring back Leonard. Bring back Leonard. That would be the only white safety to have ever returned a punt in the NFL. You don't see safeties return punts in general. No, no you don't. Old white safety. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, Maybe the most secure you can get. <laughs> Jim, sorry, I started reading this uh, tweet from Michael Thomas, Saints receiver, who says, I wouldn't take Mike Mayock too serious either for the simple fact he had the nerve to rank five guys higher than me coming out the draft. We all know who that. How, we all know how that worked out. Who dat though? Who dat though? Who dat? Well, I mean, I think everybody was wrong about who they ranked ahead of Michael Thomas coming out of that draft. Uh, let's see: Corey Coleman, Josh Doxson, Laquan Treadwell. Someone I'm forgetting. Yeah, we just talked about this. Like, he was a second. Thomas was second round. With Sterling Shepard, and they've outperformed pretty much everybody drafted ahead of them. Oh, okay, we've got Antonio Brown has been placed on the physically... Oh, no, that's not a real tweet. (laughs) It was was a blue check mark, so I thought it was uh, an update. (laughs) But uh, Eric Stengel says Antonio Brown has been placed on the physically unable to shut the fuck up list. Oh, is that, is that a new is that a new rule? I just got excited that uh, I was gonna get some some actual AB news at the end of this podcast. I have been enjoying uh, all the the Boomer Steelers fans calling him Antonio Clown the entire training camp. Oh, like they, like it's the wittiest <laughs> insult that in human history. We got that Antonio Clown. <laughs> Levy on smell. <laughs> smell you later. Yeah. Uh, I don't even know if the Steelers will win their own division, so. Yeah, probably not. They might. It's, I think it's going to be between the Steelers and Browns. Uh, all right. I think we talked about everything we could. If something happens before one, the end of me editing and uploading this episode, hopefully I can get an A-B update but as of now we don't know um so thanks for listening to the podcast will do you have anything you want to say football nice we love you bye